Hello and welcome to episode 20 of You From The Sideline podcast. Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hi Chris, how are you? I'm not too bad, Rich, yourself? Good. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, but, can't complain. <laughs> it's been a bad week all around for you, I think, football-wise. I think today has just put the, the cherry on top. But we will uh, we'll talk about that later. I have no, no idea what you... I'll be keen to find out what it is you mean. Well, we'll find out later. Anyway, what's okay, coming up on this week's podcast? Uh, so, this week, uh, I'll be testing your knowledge on the teaser, Chris. Then we go on to the Premier League review from the weekend. Uh, we've got a summary of the EFL leagues. Slightly different format this week. We're going to test out something a little bit different. Um then in part two, we will have an update on predictions as normal. So the weekend just gone with Jimmy as the guest and then a look at the predictions coming up for this weekend. Uh, and then our special topic this week is around the new White Hart Lane. So I'm sure you've got your views on that, Chris. Um, obviously, as a Spurs fan, mine will probably be slightly different. Uh, but we'll go through some details and... Uh, give our views on that but i'll go straight into the and a, a bit of a well i'm not sure what the word is anyway but for christmas i i got given a sports quiz pack chris uh and this evening i've been going through the questions <laughs> yeah to try and find one that would be relevant <laughs> for the podcast now bearing in mind the sports quiz pack covers pretty much every sport so there's yeah. even like bowls and curling questions in there but i've managed I hope, to find I hope it's one not like the 1950s bowls champion or something like that well no it's football related good, um... um so it's either going to be extremely easy or it'll make you think and there could be a possible um well more than one option so my question to you this week is, who was the goalkeeper for Arsenal during their undefeated season in 2003-2004? Hmm. There's, there's, like there's an obvious answer, but then is the obvious answer not actually? Oh, there you go. Big up the, Probably. big up the sports quiz pack from yes, uh, Marks and Spencer's. Good. That's a great one. Great, great, yeah. That is, yeah. That. Right, well, I'll have, a, I'll have a think about that and we'll uh, we'll move over to the Premier League review and um, we'll start with the West Ham Arsenal game. So, well, um, a, a good uh, good full debut for Samir Nasri against his old club. Uh, obviously getting the assist for the, for the uh, winning goal. Um, but yeah, I thought West Ham would be absolutely ecstatic with that win and... and for the teams above Arsenal in the league, um, great news. <laughs> yeah, I've, it was all about West Ham for me. I think everything about them was was positive in that game. Just on Nasri, where I, I thought he'd retired. Where's he been? Is it? I, I did. I, I'm sure he's I read he's been on. He, yeah, he's been banned. I'm not sure what for drugs. I think it was a drug. A yeah, that's banned. what I thought. But I didn't. I thought he was at Severe. Last time I, yeah, he was I, I thought he'd gone. I was really surprised that he he was at um. Well, first, I was surprised he was. I was surprised that he's because I've not. Game he played was, but 
saying that, I, I did I did think he played pretty well, and I think he'll be a good signing for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think the way with what's going on with West Ham at the moment, I mean, the main stories around an, an Artovic going to or possibly going to China, um, where it seems like he wants to go, but the, the club want him to stay. Every, so, every but, player uh, wants to play in China, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it seems a bit of a sideshow at the moment, but yeah. full full credit to West Ham. Yeah, I think well. it, it it's certainly one of those games that, that just shows you in the Premier League that that even the mid-table teams, or I'm not sure if you call West Ham mid-table, but they can well, they're, beat they're the, there, aren't they? You know, they're, they're there well, yeah, but I mean, you know? they can they teams at, at West Ham's level, Everton, Watford, that yeah. sort of that sort of position in the league, they they can beat the so-called big six if you like, and I think they fully yeah. deserved it. Um, just imagine if they played their first six games of the league. If they would have managed to get three wins from those first six games, they, you know they wouldn't be too far off fourth place at the moment. No, so. no, no, absolutely. Yeah. But they they've got some players at West Ham like Anderson, Anderson. especially Declan Rice. I mean, I know he um, gets gets a lot of the plaudits from that game for scoring the winning goal. But I didn't realise he was only nineteen. Well, he's just turned yeah, twenty. Yeah. But he was he was unbelievable and. A lot of the interviews after the match, a lot of the West Ham uh, players speak so highly of him that I think he's certainly one to look out for the future. And it, what it's like in the summer, everyone... Yeah, they're still after the young stand. players, aren't they? Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I didn't think Arsenal were that great, but West Ham... No, just... Not in front of goal, anyway. We'll move on to the Brighton-Liverpool game. Um, it was quite an uneventful game, um, really, but you never actually thought that Liverpool were going to lose the game. It's, it's just n- not really too much happened. Um, but yeah, um, obviously the penalty decision. I don't. What were your thoughts on the penalty? penalty. Yeah, oh, I know a lot of people have been I, up and I, and about it, but I think the only thing that could possibly make was an reaction and the way he went down. Yeah. Um. But he did go down a, a bit theatrically, but, but the, the defender. There's probably just an element of frustration that Salah sort of turns him a couple of times and then manages to get away, and he just sort of pulls him back. But there wasn't a lot of sort of um, complaints from the, from the Brighton team. Yeah, yeah. A, a bit, a bit, a bit disappointing from their point of view. I, I agree with you. The, the, the game was pretty uneventful. Um. I don't think Liverpool ever looked like they were going to lose, but but their time in getting the goal, well, there wasn't a penalty with whether they would have gone on and won it. But uh, similar to the West Ham game, I think it just shows that it's such a competitive league that yeah. Brighton will give Liverpool a decent game, and it sort of takes a a, a penalty to decide. But Liverpool, it, but, this um, this sort of Liverpool team, when when they play like that, it does remind me of. A few years back, when Chelsea were winning games, and one now ended up winning the league. Um, I still think Man City are going to give them a good run for their money, but well, it's probably something to come on later. I, I think City are still win it, but yeah. Liverpool—they okay. are—they are grinding out these results. Yeah. Okay, so we'll um, we'll move on to the Burnley Fulham game. Um, what 
a strike from Andre Scherler. I, I saw an interview um, Garth Crooks put on there saying he probably would never see, you ain't going to see a better goal than that this season. Um, some effort from him. Yeah, I won't disagree, but it it doesn't really count for much, does it? I mean, not now. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But <laughs> I know exactly. You. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure Fulham would rather stay up than win the like, gold of the season. Gold of the season. They can put that in their uh, trophy cabinet. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know this stat, but but Burnley actually won two one, but didn't have a single shot on yeah, target. So that we well that, we've mentioned Fulham's defence before, but this this week they want that that extra step by actually scoring the goals for all the other teams. So yeah, and they, they were two <laughs> they were two good ones as well. Yeah, I've, 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 for me, for me, if Fulham have got any sort of chance to stay in this league, it's games like that they should be winning. Especially yeah. the, the, the form Burnley have been on lately. Uh, well, I'd, I'd say this season as a whole, really, because um, they have won their last three games. But the, the teams in and around, they've they've got to be winning. So, I mean, that win puts Burnley seven points ahead of Fulham now. If you flip that the other way, I mean, they're within striking distance. But yeah, Burnley in a, in a much um, better position now, aren't they, than what they were? You know, they are, and ago. you don't, you're not hearing anything. I, I don't hear any links with Fulham and new signings in 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 this window. And I just, that's the, that's the I thing. Just, they spent a lot, didn't they, in the summer? So for them to, yeah, you know, they did, and. More, one thing, an an interesting read, just quickly, an interesting read I, I I found on Fulham this week is about how they've pretty much dismantled the side that got them promotion, um, and was sort of well drilled in in the, the football style that they were playing, and they've pretty much just ripped that up, brought in all these new signings, and then they're just they're almost like a completely different team, not just playing wise, like playing staff wise. The way they're playing is is just completely different. Well, kind I think. Of, yeah, that kind of moves on to the next game, the Cardiff Huddersfield game, where Cardiff have they haven't dismantled their squad, have they? They've kept the majority of that squad is the the, the squad that got them into the, the the Premier League. So yeah, and they are, and you know proofs in the pudding. They are above Fulham at the moment. So you know, but speaking of the Cardiff Huddersfield game. <laughs> Well, I think that's I think that's all you all you need to say, really. <laughs> I mean, I, for, for, for that that's not that's not. It's not well, there's, there's, there's two, the club, but it's a good point. Well, it's for not to be fair, you know. Well, I, I was going to say exactly the same thing, but I think the way Huddersfield are playing this year, I think Cardiff might be a bit disappointed with a point, and a, a point is no good at all for Huddersfield. Yeah. But a, a point's a point for Cardiff. Obviously, I think the. The story after that game is obviously the manager leaving. Um, Strange one. Yeah, I think earlier about it, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I know he wants a a break from football, and I can I can kind of understand that. And I think as we as we did speak about earlier today, I think it's I don't know if it's a nice touch or not, but I I did quite like the way that the chairman came out and, and said that. There was like an agreement that they they wouldn't sack him because of what he'd done for the club and where he'd got them to from when he took over. It's nice to hear but, because you wouldn't hear that from a lot of the other owners, would you? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. And I know in 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 over past weeks, we uh, 
I'm a fan of Huddersfield. We've I think, like, yeah, like we've, I say, we've said we like the way that they've played. It's just they've been fairly unlucky in some yeah, games. I just mm. think this year, I just don't think they're good enough. They haven't got anyone that's going to score goals. Uh-huh. And, um, and it, it's only the fact that Fulham are, well, at times this season have been equally as bad. There's only three, three points between them, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, n- not I, an eventful game, but you know, I, I think, think it's the aftermath of what's come out is, is yeah, the story. I think that the problem now is that he, if, if whoever takes them over now, we're halfway through the transfer window already, more than likely not going to be given any more money to put into the squad. Um, so I, I would suggest whoever takes over that job is probably going to be managing them in the championship next season, which, you know, is unfortunate. But, uh, uh, I think that's the plan, though. I think that's got that's almost got to be the plan because yeah. it, if you're the chairman, um, I'm I'm not sure you're you're going to go out and and spend in in Huddersfield sort of terms an, an awful lot of money to try and stay in the league and then drop out of the league with like a, a big wage budget and and things like that. So I don't. I, I think it's almost planning for next season. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Um, so the Palace Watford game. Um, just not often you get to score for both teams <laughs> in one game. <laughs> so, that could have been a, that could have been a, t- a teaser question. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, Watford probably should have scored in the first half. It was a pretty scrappy goal that Palace actually ended up scoring, um, and then obviously. Tom Cleverley, who I actually forgot was still at Watford, obviously getting the winning goal. Um, but the one thing for me was that Zaha did not have, I would say, his best game he's ever had for Palace. And that's that's one of the problems. When he's not performing well, they don't play as a team as well as they would if he was playing a lot better. Um, don't know if his head's, you know, in the wrong place at the moment or or what, but I'm not. I'm not sure if he's expecting a move in this window yeah. or or something. I, mm, I don't know. I, I, it, it, before the game, it was a close one to call. I think, but I, I seem to. I, I think that you seem to forget where Watford are in the league. Yeah. yeah. So so when they go to Palace and they win two one, or, or whatever the scoreline was, but the, but they get the three points. You almost think it's a, a, a bit of an upset or a you weren't expecting that result, but they're seventh in the table there. If you take out the top six and the top six teams are, I guess who you would assume would be in those positions. Yeah. yeah, But they're the best of the rest. Watford are. And you look, you look at the money that, that West Ham have spent. You look at the money, especially that Everton have spent and what Wolves have spent. Watford are above them all. So uh, they're having a really good season and they've got some good players. So I don't necessarily see it as a, as an upset, no, I mean, it could have no. it could have gone either way, but Watford are playing some good football. Yeah, they are, they are playing some enjoyable football, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Zaha. Obviously, we've got half the transfer window left. Um, I think, I'm not I sure think, where he. I, I've got. Yeah, I, I know we spoke. Trying to we, fit him in somewhere. That's the problem, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, but I remember when we spoke about it before and the teams he could possibly go to, but. And we sort of landed on Spurs and Chelsea, but realistically, are either of them going to put that sort of money into him in this window? I don't want, think they they're will. They're going to want fifty 
at least for him, aren't they? More than that. Yeah. If Callum Wilson's worth 50, Zaha's worth more than that. It would probably end up in China. Be interesting. Like, like everybody else. Um, so the Leicester-Southampton game. Um, uh, yeah, well, Southampton obviously at the bottom three now, which is obviously a positive for them. Um, mm. Must say they are playing a lot better. They seem to have a lot lot more faith in the manager. I think the players, and they, they obviously clearly know what they need to do on the pitch. Um, the sending off, though, <laughs> um, that was coming. I mean, I've got, I've got to be honest. And then, you, it, 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 from a Southampton fan's point of view, you're one nil up, and then one of your players gets sent off. Two, yeah. both clearly yellow cards as well. Yeah, but there was one just before his second yellow where you him thought and, he's living. Him he's, and had been literally like for the whole first half they'd been at each other the whole first half. they both got booked in the um in just before he got sent off as well didn't they because some they were over by taking a throw in or something and then you know they clashed there but but mm, i think chilwell almost knew that i, I think he knew yeah. what was going to happen it it, it it's kind of reminded me of what people used to do to costa when he was in the premier yeah. league and if he sort of pushes buttons he, he's probably going to lose it young but well, he, he uh, yeah he is but i mean it was just stupid you could almost feel it coming that he, he was just getting involved in things that he probably shouldn't have got involved in and they were two stupid yellow cards i mean at the end of the day it didn't Oh yeah, because they, well, they luckily they it didn't affect the result. They literally went up and, and scored just for half time and two 0 up. You know, he, he came back out second half and and just bolted the defence out a little bit more. Yeah, let's they, get one back. But they look honest, more solid. They they look yeah. more solid since Hughes left, and I think it's it 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 must be pretty depressing if you're Mark Hughes to see them playing oh, like that, and you think yeah. why why didn't they just do that yeah. for? For me, I've just got a quick question for you, though, mm-hmm. uh, that I was thinking about when I watched it. So, first of all, I mean, it's about Shane Long. Okay. So, I mean, if you're going to be completely sceptical, and it may just be me, but I don't think his shot was going in till it hits Michael's hand and no, then went I don't in. Think it was. Cool. So, okay, so that's one. But th- there was a stat that's come out about him where he that the last four goals that he scored for Saints have been under four different managers. What how has he managed to stay there? <laughs> but if you if if you're sort of if you were the manager of Saints and yeah. he scored one goal for you in the time that you'd been there, and bearing in mind that, that I mean I know Danny Ings has come in this season, but they had Charlie Austin, they had Gabbiadini who's who, gone, who's hasn't now, he? He's gone. Yeah, but why I, it just He's I just sat there. Choice, and, that's the problem. <laughs> I don't think you yeah, but I did, always use your fourth choice, do you? But I, I sat there watching it and I think, I, I can't understand how he's still there if that's his goal scoring record. Why did why did they not try and sell him? They might not have got much for him, but. Someone would have had him, I suspect. He's got yeah, pace. But... He's always been one of those players. He can, he, he when he's running at you, you know, he, he can be quite frightening with his pace, but. I don't. I don't think he's great at getting shots on target. I don't think he does. He's he can a, run with the ball, but then he can't really do anything with it. I think. Right, but that doesn't answer the question. He's a striker, so you yeah, can't. Yeah. You can't yeah, say. Yeah. You can't say. Oh, he's he's got speed, but when he gets in front of goal, he, he his shot goes out for a throw in. Maybe he should play I out mean, for a bit. I, 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 
I just wondered what your thoughts were on how, yeah. how he's how he's managed to stay there when I didn't when know I didn't of... know that he's going to score four goals in the last four managers. That's that's poor. Every, everything you hear about him is how he hasn't scored since yeah. just, like just the last eclipse or something. Quick thing on Leicester. Um Claude Puel. He seems to come under a lot of scrutiny. Whenever Leicester lose, he keeps he seems to come under a lot of scrutiny, especially online about his his managerial abilities, but when they win, he's fine. So is, is he under pressure? Do you think? I don't. I don't think he should be. But am I right in saying he he was he was the guy that came in after Ranieri? Is that right? Yeah. So he was on a bit of a hide into nothing. Really, they win the league. That they're in a poor run of form. Ranieri gets sacked. I don't know whether. Oh, sorry, fans no. Ex- Ranieri got sacked, and that Shakespeare took over, didn't he, for a little bit? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He got given the. But, they won a few games in the season, didn't they? And they gave him a job for about six. I months. don't know. I don't know whether they they expected mm. expected him to take them to the heights they were already. Southampton, but Southampton fans weren't that keen on him, were they? When he was there. Well. The grass isn't always greener. If you look what what they ended up with, I mean, they look okay now. But if you had Puyol or Hughes, who would you rather have? I, I don't think he should be under pressure. I think it's just expectations. Just, I think sort of I think he's an I think he's an okay manager. Okay, so the the Chelsea Newcastle game, um, yeah, good good win. <laughs> um, they did obviously Chelsea had to fight for that that win. Newcastle. You know, they were hard to break down at points. Um, but Chelsea, again, playing with that false nine, um, I think it works sometimes. But when we're out wide with the ball, it seems like we have to work the ball in the box to actually create a chance. We've got no one in the box to put a cross into because, you know, Hazel, Pedro, Willian aren't going to be able to get on the end of headers against, you know, centre-back. So, you know... But two really good goals. I, I, I think I think that formation works against a certain type of opposition for Chelsea. Yeah. Personally, I think I mean Newcastle aren't in great form. On paper, Chelsea should beat them quite comfortably. I mean, I think it was probably a bit closer than well, yeah, it was than a lot of Chelsea fans well, would have yeah. liked. But I think if if anything for me, that just shows how heavily reliant Chelsea are on Hazard. If if he if he's not on form or if he's not playing, I think they're just a completely different side. But Pedro, um, but, but you know, Pedro and William both scoring. Yeah, but, <laughs> but my next point was going to be about the, the window, and there's a lot of rumours about Chelsea. And I actually read something today where apparently either one or both of Pedro and William are going to leave. So I mean, yeah. I know it, it's rumours, but you kind of think that there's almost. Well, yeah, they've got this new guy coming in at the end of the season, haven't they? Once he comes back, that Pulisic. So, but he's definitely going to take one of their places. It all depends on Hazard to me. If if he goes, then it's mm. tr- well, say they keep him, say but... they keep Hazard. The problem is between Pedro and William. You Pedro scores more goals, but then I feel. Williams more dangerous when he's on the ball, so it's just one of those things. I, where... I think I think Williams a, a much better player. If yeah. I had to pick one of the two to keep, well, I think I think I would day. pick William. But you know, Pedro's a, one of the best careers I think you can probably ever have in uh, in football. So, well, but 
Newcastle were quite sloppy at the back for, for the first goal. Ball over the top from David Luiz. Pedro brings it down over the keeper 1-0. So, mm. but yeah, mate, that's, an, that's enough on that game. I was, happy, I was happy with it anyway. You know, three points. I can't complain. Arsenal lost. So, you know, a, a, a three-point gap turns into a six-point gap. So, happy. Next up is the Sunday game. So, the first game was the Everton-Bournemouth game. Um, two two teams I would say are kind of yo-yo teams where you, you can never really tell who's actually going to come out on top. You know, you don't know what team's going to turn up. Obviously, on Sunday it was Everton that turned up the better. But for Bournemouth now, where where do Bournemouth go from now? But it just well, I, I think it depends on where you think that it depends on where you think back. they should be. Yeah, but it's. But, uh, it's you know, it's the start of the season that they had. Well, I think that's what's masked it a bit. I think because because they did start the season so well, there was an expectation that that if they could maintain it, but uh, if being being a big word there, but I mean they've only won one of their last five. I think they're, I mean, they probably are where you'd expect them to be. That yeah. they're far enough away from relegation that 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 they're not going to be in danger of going down, but. They're, they're too far league as well. 42 goals they've conceded this season. Yeah, which is a lot. Which yeah. is a lot. And I, I think it's that their form lately hasn't been great. It has dipped. Um I mean, obviously they lost 5-0 at Spurs and 4-1 at United. Probably. And then... Free, free Bournemouth. So I mean, there's there's a lot of goals in three games they've yeah. conceded, but I think they're there or thereabouts. I'd I'd put them between tenth and fourteenth at the end of the yeah. season. It was a, a it was broad, a pretty but... even game to be honest. They both similar possessions, similar shots, similar shots on target. But Everton just you know they managed to edge it with with, with goals. Kurt mm. Zuma getting a goal, which is quite nice to see. I'll see. One of few Chelsea players out on loan this season. Um, interesting to see what's going to happen with him come next season. Actually, Zuma. I think, I think he was he's always... gonna, I, I think he's all right. I think I, I'm going to say the same. Up, but... I'm going to say the same thing about Everton. I'd, I'd probably upset some people. I find them boring. I, I really, really do. They're not the, the easiest team to watch sometimes. No, I just, I just think it's kind of like. It... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what to say about them just anymore. They, they I mean, they, just they, they won at home, but yeah, it, they, they almost plod along, yeah. and you can be pretty sure that. Um, I mean, they're away at Southampton next week, uh, which which isn't an easy game, but you can be pretty sure they won't put in a performance, and then they'll end up losing it because th- that's kind of how they are, really. But. Yeah, they got the better goal difference over Leicester, Watford, and West Ham. The teams above them have another plus two goal difference, and all the other teams, Leicester, have got plus one, Watford zero, and West Ham minus two. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but that only takes a game, and it's 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 back round the other way, isn't it? So yeah, it wasn't a bad game, but it's just. Two teams at the moment that I don't think are that interesting. You know, Bournemouth at the start of the season they were quite exciting going forward. It just seems like they've the brakes are on at the moment and they're just not getting the results. That I think that they're, no, they're I mean I think they're they're, but... they're probably in a bit of a rut. I'd say they are they are underperforming. Anyway, anyway, well, 
<laughs> the next game. The I don't know why you're laughing. Uh, right, so I will admit I messaged you on on Sunday. I was winding you up. I was it's uh, clear to see that Tottenham. I'll give not... you my I'll give you my summary if you want, Chris. I'm I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to dwell on it. Spurs lost. They're going to lose other games between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Um, I, I think your comment about they have nothing up front was probably a bit, well, a bit, un, a bit uneducated. I think of, that. You know, speaking of that now, you know. But yeah, but I just, I, I don't, I do not think that we are solely. Obviously, Harry Kane is a big miss. And yeah, but that, I think that's that that's precautionary, isn't it? I mean, I, I I don't think he will actually be out for two months. I think it will be quicker than that. Every every time he's had this similar sort of injury, he's come back sooner. Um, he had a few. He, he did have some good chances on Sunday, but I'm not taking anything away from United at all. But from a Spurs point. From a Spurs fan's point of view, I was a bit disappointed with Lloris. I think he could have kept Rashford shot out. Um, I mean, he didn't hit it that cleanly. Uh, so I think, I'm not saying he made a mistake, but I would, probably would have expected him to save that. But the fact De Gea made more saves in that one game than he has in any other game, at least this season, there's, it's probably for a long time, just shows how... How I thought Spurs were very dominant in, in that game. They just couldn't yeah, they score. Were, yeah, yeah. Um, De Gea had a, a... I, I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from United at all mm. because they won the game. It's the scoreline that matters, as, as well as Spurs played and as much pressure they put on them. I, I, I would. If I was going to say there was a fair result, I'd probably say a draw would be a fair result. But got, but yeah. United United are on form. That that's their sick win in a row. Yeah. What what are you going to say? It's not. I would. I mean, I think <laughs> that there was a stat before the game. I think it's the first time Spurs had won the last three or four league meetings, which is the first time that's happened, like since Earth was created or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. But so I, I'm not. I'm I'm not. I'm not dwelling on it. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got Fulham away next week, and even you've if Harry three, Kane haven't you got three home games in, like coming up in a row? Yeah, you've we've got, got Fulham um, away, and then you've F- got Fulham, Newcastle, and Leicester all at home. Yeah. But you've got to think. I mean, Lorente, he's not he's not our first choice striker. He's, he, he's never going to be. But we've got Lamella. We've got and his sons away, but we've got Lucas. We've got. We've got enough attacking, uh, enough of an attacking threat that we can probably get through the games we've got. I haven't got overly real diff. You have got Chelsea twice because I think they were on about him maybe being back for the Dortmund second leg. Of the yeah, Dortmund but game. I mean, but it, it is it is what it is. It would be no different if. If if Chelsea lost Hazard or if Liverpool lost Salah or if City I lost, well, it, if Chelsea lost <laughs> it doesn't really it don't really matter with City, does it? Because they've just got mm. players everywhere. But I mean, I read today that Spurs apparently are going in for a loan bid, uh, a loan offer for Malcolm from from Barca. Yeah. So you kind of yeah. But he's not an out and out striker. But anyway, 
He's the one that yeah. Barca were trying to palm off to Chelsea as well for William. Well, there you go. Anyway, um, we, we may quick, even go even for Morata. I don't know. <laughs> quick <laughs> note: um, May not it's Solskjaer. Do you think he'll get a permanent job there, or do you think they'll still look out? Yeah, I think he will. I think he will, and I won't even get started on the, the Pochettino. What they're saying about him, and he, he failed his audition and stuff. It's one game. Mm. It's one game. I think bringing back. Mike Thielen as well, Man United. I think yeah, that's but... probably helped. He's got he's bought people. He's got people there now that are Man United through and through. I think. Yeah, but the, the the last thing I'll say on it is if if you think when Mourinho was there and every top every conversation that was had about United was they were underachieving. They're such yeah. a big club. They've got all these world class players. Mourinho's the problem. So it, it kind of it kind of played out that Mourinho was the problem. Yes. Now he's gone, but but now he's gone. United are playing how everyone expected them to play. Yeah. So I don't know what the big surprise is. Um, you can say that, that he's had five or f- Spurs were the first test and the other five games. You've got to beat who's put in front of you. So I, there's no shame in losing to them. So people can... All the United good. fans I know, um, including Hunter at work, he can, <laughs> he can, uh, he, he can mock all he wants, but there's no shame in it. There's no shame in losing okay. to him. Um, <clears throat> Man City Wolves. So Man City Wolves. The game was over in the 19th minute. <laughs> yeah. When when you're one nil down against Man City, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is get a player sent off, and, and they did exactly that. Now the sending off. I personally feel it was a sending off. I think in when you slow it when you slow it down, I think you can see why he sent him off. But he he made a good, I thought he made a good decision. I, yeah, I, I agree. But, I, ball, but you know, his, but but there's ones in every up. game. I know that there's a there was a contentious one with Pogba on Deli Alley in the Spurs game that a lot of people thought should have been a red, but it wasn't. But I think I think it. I'd say it was a sending off. I think the thing that the thing for me about that game, if, if I was, I think every game City play now, especially for City fans, there's going to be a nervousness because if Liverpool keep winning, the pressure's really on City to then match the result or better it if Liverpool were to drop points. He didn't start Aguero either, did he? Aguero came on. No, he didn't. And he I think on, sorry. you'd almost yeah. expect City to win that game, but they did it comfortably. Um, there wasn't really any drama. I mean, the, the sending off helped. I mean, Wolves are they're in pretty good form, so there could have been a risk that there could have been an upset. But Just a joke, it? Look, they, they bought Man City substitutes in second half. They took off David Silva, Leroy Sane, Gabriel Gabriel Jesus, bought on De Bruyne, Gundogan, and Aguero. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, and even even Liverpool top of the league, they they can't. They can't turn over that sort of quality of players from their bench. So Man City have one of the, I think, one of the best teams in the world. I would say. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, but um, yeah, three points for them. They'll they'll move on. They'll continue putting the pressure on Liverpool, and it'll just make for an exciting, yeah, exciting running. I I, I do think that Man City will probably still still. I know Liverpool are in a good position, but. I don't know. I just think Man City have got the squad for it, to be honest. Yeah, with you. I agree. I, I, I think City will still win it. And that's nothing against... If Liverpool win no. it, they thoroughly deserve it. But yeah. I just think uh, we may be proved wrong, but I'd still go for City. Yeah. 
Okay, so well, well that was the, the review for the Premier League. So now we are going to move over to the EFL and the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, so in the Championship, uh, the top two both won. Um, so Leeds stay top, um, but Sheffield Sorry. United... Yeah, well... <laughs> Whether they deserve to win or not is a different story. Um, and Sheffield United are now up to second. Um, Norwich uh, could only take a point against West Brom, so that was third against fourth. Uh, Middlesbrough are up to fifth after winning on Saturday, and Derby dropped points in the Friday night game against Leeds. Um, just quickly on the Spygate thing, I kind of feel it's been blown out of proportion a little bit. You've I've heard a lot of talk this week about it's not actually that uncommon. Oh, I think he's the, saying, the, you know, even Pochettino came out and said that in Argentina they do it all the time, don't they? So. Yeah, but, but there's also because um, there's a bit of a just quickly there's a bit of a backstory with Lampard apparently because um, there's something with uh, when Vias Boas was on the coach uh, was a scout at Chelsea when Mourinho was manager. Apparently, he's come out and said he used to do it all the time. So, there's no with the, actual, with, is there with actually the a rule in the, Is there an actual rule to say that they cannot, or is it just sports? Well, I don't know, but the guy got. I thought the guy got arrested. I don't know if he got arrested for trespassing <laughs> or what it was, but I, I think he got carted away in a police van. But I mean, realistic. What they? I don't know what they're going to uh, learn from a training uh, session. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, so Derby dropped points in that game, so they're down to sixth. Um, just uh, s- s- to pick out some other teams, so Bristol City won again, which was their third win in a row. Uh, and Hull City, without a doubt, are the informed team in that division. So they got their sixth win in a row, um, and they're only four points off the playoffs. So they must have had a shocking start to the I season because they were they were down bottom five, I think, at what, like yeah, so... about seven or eight weeks ago. I think they were. So they're only four points off the playoffs, so that they've definitely got the momentum. Have got Nigel? Is it Nigel Atkins? Is that manager? I saw I saw Sky Sports News interview with him, and he was whole city manager. I'll find it out. Might be. I'll find out. You continue. Yeah, I'll let us know. Uh, Rotherham, uh, they lost their fourth game in their last five, so they sit just above the relegation uh, zone, which does give some hope to the bottom. Rather, well, the bottom four. Uh, no, it's the bottom three in the championship, isn't it? What am I talking about? Uh, so, so two of the two of the bottom three actually won at the weekend. Uh, so Reading and Ipswich both I won. I saw Ipswich one. Uh, I think the Ipswich one's more of a surprise. Uh, but the other team in the bottom three, Bolton, they lost their second game in a row, and they remain on twenty-two points. But um, Ipswich are now. I know it's a, it's only one win, but they're now only seven points. Um, adrift, so maybe it's not all over yet. I mean, the chances are pretty slim, but um, they won a game, so I guess that's um, yeah. that's something to build on anyway. Uh, so in League One, Portsmouth are still top, they're four points clear despite losing at home to Blackpool. Uh, second and third, so Luton and Sunderland, they played out a one all draw. Um, I guess they well, maybe both sides would be a bit disappointed because they failed to take advantage of Pompey dropping points. Charlton, Barnsley and Peterborough, uh, who are the three other teams that make off the playoff places, they all won. So they kept the pressure uh, in the on the automatic promotion places. Uh, after the weekend, there's now only 10 points between first and sixth. 
which isn't a lot really. So I no. guess it's any it's anybody's game who who's going to go up automatically. And the uh, four playoff teams they seem really evenly matched in League One. Uh, at the bottom, uh, good news for you, Chris. Bristol Rovers kept up their good form, picking up a point, meaning they're now unbeaten in their last five games. Still uh, in the pool. <laughs> no, no, just outside. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was only only Plymouth out of the bottom four teams won at the weekend, so they stretched the gap to four points ahead of bottom place Wimbledon. But they but Wimbledon did pick up a point. Oxford and Bradford make up the relegation places. Uh, and there's only seven points which separate Shrewsbury in 18th from Wimbledon in 24th. So again, that's really tight. So it's tight at the top and bottom yeah. of that league. So, um, yeah, that's your championship and league one summary. A bit, a bit different this week, rather than going just through the top teams and their scores, just to give you a bit more of a knowledge yeah. of is the broader view. Oh, there you go. Wow. Anyway, Good guess. So, so league two. Yeah, league two. Top side Lincoln uh, drew with Swindon two all. Um, Actually, Lincoln actually only finished the match with nine men as well. So Swindon will probably be a bit disappointed with that one that they didn't get a win. So um, Lincoln went um, a man down in the first half and then ended up scoring twice before half time. So they're actually two 0 up, ten men on the pitch. Um, but getting another man sent off was a bit of a stretch because it ended up two all. Um, MK Dons, who were second, are actually now third because they lost to Bury four three. Um, quite an exciting game that one. Um, MK Dons were three one up in that one and ended up losing. Um, obviously to Bury, who have actually leapfrogged them in in the league now. So there's that one. Uh, Mansfield, who were fourth. Now after our whole topic on Yeovil last weekend, <laughs> they they actually won a game last weekend. So they beat Mansfield, um, who are in fourth as well. So it was a good win for Yeovil. Mansfield down ten men, but. He was sent off in the 90th minute. Um, Colchester, Carlisle and Forest Green are the other teams that make up that uh, the promotion playoffs. Um, Carlisle actually lost 3-0 to Northampton, uh, which is their first loss in seven games, which is odd. So, you know, from winning six games in a row and then to losing 3-0. Uh, Forest Green only drew and Colchester beat Port Vale 3-0. Then moving down towards the bottom, Knox County, who are the bottom team, lost to Cambridge 1-0. But Macclesfield, I tell you what, Sol Campbell, he's he's a magician. They've won again. They won 2-0. They beat Grimsby by two goals to nil. And I did see in the um, BBC website today that uh, Andy Cole is joining him as a coach. Yes, the attacking that? coach. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Well, is it? <clears throat> One of the highest ever league goal scorers in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, but I, 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 don't know, I don't know why the, the lower league sides don't look at these players, that are the well, ex-players. Yeah. That, um, if they've got their badges, I mean, they've got the experience that they just give them a shot. I mean, I think, well, Sol Campbell's proven it, but it's worth a shot. No, definitely. Well, Macclesfield at the moment, of, in the last five games, they've got seven points, which is a huge improvement to what, what they had been producing. Um, 
So yeah, but uh, look, I said Yeovil just above the relegations. Obviously, that doesn't help Yeovil because Yeovil would have slipped into the re- might have slipped into the relegation zone if uh, they hadn't won. Are, are all the problems at Yeovil now over that they yeah, won? Yeah, yeah, crisis. Is everything okay? <laughs> right, okay. So, so, so the the managers no, like getting a nothing, bus parade. No, nowhere near, mate. They're three points off relegation. They have got two games in hand, um, but it's pretty close at the bottom. Um, so Maxwood in twenty third on twenty four points, and then Cheltenham on in eighteenth. They're on twenty nine points. So there's only five points from twenty third and. 18th, but you you saying in the the top of League One was close. Lincoln are on 52 in first place, and Tranmere on 42 in ninth. So the 10 points only separate the top nine teams. And well, it, even, just goes, it just shows in those leagues anybody can beat anybody. Yeah, the playoffs is just uh, you got Bury second 49, MK Dons 47, Mansfield 46, Colchester 46, Carlisle 45, Forest Green 44. Exeter 44. It's, it's very, very close. Mm. So, but there is there is a bit of a divide in that league. Um, 18th and down seems to be where the teams are more than likely going to uh, get relegated, unfortunately. And hopefully one of them not be in the oval. Um, but I know, I know there, is a ga- there is a game tonight in that league, Mansfield versus Crawley. And that is currently 0-0. So, yeah. That was uh, League Two. So that is the end of our um, of the first part of the podcast. Uh, we are going to be back in the second half with uh, predictions, the teaser answer, and we're going to have a good old chat about Tottenham's new stadium. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of You from the Sideline podcast. Uh, So in part two, uh, we have our special topic this week, which is about the new White Hart Lane, so Tottenham's new ground. Uh, So we're going to have a bit of a chat about that. But first of all, uh, just give a quick update on the predictions challenge from the uh, results from the weekend just gone. Uh, So Chris came in top with a score of 15. Okay. Which is prob- probably about average. Um, <laughs> yeah, not Jimmy... doing much better than that recently. So no, uh, Jimmy. So Jimmy was our guest last weekend. Unfortunately, he only got five, but <laughs> it, it's better than zero. <laughs> um, and I was second with ten points. Uh, this week uh, we've got Neil as our guest predictor. Neil's an Arsenal fan. Uh, so Hang just on. give you to give you a sneak peek. He's Why gone. Are you for letting a... Arsenal fans on this week? They're playing Chelsea this week. I know, yeah, 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 I know. That's why we. That's why I did it. So you've gone for a Chelsea win. I've gone for a draw, and Neil's gone for an Arsenal win. So. Well, we've all gone diplomatic on on that one, then, haven't we? Yeah. So one of us will be right. Uh, but so someone, because of someone needs to get a high score soon, because you know. Well, I was, we've had I was the just, same leader for a while, haven't we now? Yeah, I was just going to say with with Jimmy's score of five, um, he hasn't. Um, challenge Jamie at all at the top so um so yeah that's the predictions uh so we'll get the um full predictions list for the weekend uh out on social media uh tomorrow and then we'll post the results after the games at the weekend so we'll uh we'll move on to the special topic um 
So I'll I'll probably start. I've probably got more of more <laughs> of a vested interest and probably more of an unbiased view than. Hey, than a, I'm than coming a, this in an unbiased way. I don't know than, too much than a, about this. Than, than a jealous Chelsea fan because uh, who has a dilapidated uh, ground anyway. So um, so it's it's delayed as we all know. So Spurs are are yet to play in, in the new stadium. Delay. So the, the current the current line is um, that so there's a statement on the club's website which which basically says. Uh, that there's been some remedial work going on over the past month. There's software issues that have been resolved, um, and there's uh, some work around safety equipment and uh, ongoing tests have happened. So there's still testing elements of the ground, um, and they're liaising with contractors and building control at Harringay Council to determine to determine a schedule of commissioning the uh, commissioning building tests and building control sign-offs so in a nutshell uh spurs's home fixture against leicester on the 10th of february is definitely at wembley so that's already been announced uh and then also with the fa cup so if spurs were to beat palace and they were to get a fifth round home tie which would be the following weekend to the 16th and 17th of february that's also going to be played at wembley um so that then takes you to uh, March. Uh, so then we've got Arsenal at home on the 2nd and Palace at home on the 16th. So, yeah, yeah. So but I, I wouldn't hold out much hope of it being done then anyway. But so that's, so that's where it is. So that's where it is at the moment. So I think from, especially from my point of view as a Spurs fan, I'm I'm getting a bit, tired of playing at Wembley I think that because the stadium's there because it's been built I mean the goalposts are up you're kind of thinking why can't why can't we just move in because it and it's constantly being delayed I think you've had people go in there haven't you they've had tours yeah there's there's, yeah there's been like a testing event for fans and stuff Mm -hmm. where they've had a look around but there's a couple I mean there's two things so just when you actually read I mean there's a there's a 15 sort of 16 page document that's available on on the Spurs website which which is kind of like a guide to the stadium when you actually do it I mean it it sounds unbelievable but I'm I'm just going to give you a few facts so uh, capacity of just over 62,000, which is nearly double of what the original White Hart Lane was. Uh, and I think it makes it the third, I think it's the third biggest ground in the country or that, in, in, in the Premier League. So I think it's more, only behind Old Trafford. Is that more than what you've been getting at Wembley or is that? Less? Well, it's, ca- it's capped at Wembley at 55,000 so now. It so yeah, it will be more. Yeah, so it's got a retractable pitch. It's got 60 food and drink outlets, one of which is a 65-metre goal line bar, which basically goes the width of the pitch at one end. Um, Bars and food outlets will remain open after the game. Uh, Turnstiles allow entry through your smartphone. Uh, It's got its own microbrewery on site. A microbrewery? what yeah, so it brews, its, it, it brews its own beer. Uh, 
One of the stands, which is the South Stand, is the largest single tier stand in the UK, and it's only well, it's under five meters away from the pitch. Uh, high density Wi-Fi. Uh, it's got a family area, so if you're taking your kids there, the Wi-Fi I mean, it, thing. I will say this: the Wi-Fi thing is a very good idea. I don't know what it is, but whenever I go to football grounds, I can never ever get any reception or signal or or internet or anything. So yeah, I'll give you that one. Wi-Fi is a good idea. Yeah. Um. So I mean, where's the tra- hang on, hang on? What about the tro- Have they listed the trophy room? Uh, they built. I told one? you. I told you we'd have an unbiased view here. <laughs> um. It's got four four giant HD screens, which are the largest oh, screens good. in the UK inside the stadium. Is that on um, the, is that like on each? It's a like. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's round, so it doesn't have HD. corners. But um, so, but I mean, I just think I know. I know it sounds sort of small, but as football stadiums go, I mean, it's pretty state of the art. Um, but uh, with that comes a cost. So just to give you some details, so the original cost before it before construction was around four hundred million. Then it emerged; it had gone up to seven hundred fifty million. But there's reports out now that are suggesting it's nearer one billion. So I mean, it, it is costing a lot of money. When but the, when it's done, it's going to be. Does that include it, the cost to play at Wembley as well? No, I think that's just cost of construction. All right. But t- to be honest, that's kind of my next point. So the the other point I would make is that, again, as a Spurs fan or as any football fan, the pinnacle was always playing at Wembley. Yeah. But it, it's it f- for me. It's totally lost its gloss now. It, it's lost its shine. Yeah. It's almost lost its appeal. If we were to get to the the Carabao Cup final, get into a Wait, cup hey. final one. <laughs> well, exactly. But get into the cup final. But you're playing at a ground you play at every other week. It just doesn't feel the same. No. Uh, obviously, there's a cost with playing at Wembley. Um. And there's there's a hit financially the club are taking in, in gate receipts and stuff because obviously they're not taking all of it. Well, I, I don't think they're taking all of it. So I just I, I think that there's two ways to look at it. I mean, there's I don't think many stadiums arrive on time or on budget. I know Wembley certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah. um, I was about to say speak speak to the FA about that one. I'm sure they. <laughs> But I mean, I know, I know. One of your your comments has been about well, why couldn't Spurs just say it wouldn't be ready this season? Um, yeah, but I, just, I think I yeah, think there was, was every intention saying, it would yeah. be. I was just saying, would it was just a, a thought, wouldn't it? I don't know. You know, from a Spurs point of view, I was just thinking maybe just to say, you know, I know it's going to cost them more money, but start the new season at your, at your new ground, not halfway through three quarters of the way through the season I don't, you know it's just a thought but I think the only you know there's no doubt about it that it is probably going to be one of the best stadiums you know in the UK if not you know quite a few other places abroad but um, you know I just you know the delay I think delays are inevitable you know there's not a lot they can really do about that um, I think they've gone they've, they've, they've done quite well in how they've come out and said about at least they're being on it well as far as we're aware they're being honest about it they're not 
covering yeah, stuff uh, up. So I, I think they're got... being honest, and I think I think they're in a tough. I think Daniel Levy is in a tough situation. I mean, because fans have bought season tickets, and there was such an anticipation that because. I guess, well, from my view, because it was on the same site as you were seeing White Hart Lane being demolished, you were seeing the the, the new stadium was rise seeing, up. Was it the end of last season? You were almost seeing. Was it end of? No, I can't remember now. When when was it that they started leaving White Hart Lane, and you could almost see part year of the before. Year, Year, year before last, when we, we played United yeah. last game of the season, pretty much a corner of the the, the old stadium gone, was missing. <laughs> yeah, but I think a lot of, a lot of the frustration, like I said before, comes from the fact that it's there, the the, the pitch is there, the lines are drawn, and you're just kind of thinking from 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 a layman's perspective, and you, you, well, I, mean, I don't I don't know a lot about construction, but if you look at it, you think, well, it looks ready. What? Why is it not ready? Why are yeah. we not playing there? Um, and I, I kind of think that depending on how Spurs get on in the next month or so, there's there's almost a part of me that says, I don't want to go in this season. I, I don't want to go in with like five or six games of the season left. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd rather, which may contradict what I said earlier, but if it gets that much further down the line, I think I would rather stay at Wembley and get the season done rather than having to adjust to playing in a new stadium. Um, Whether results would, I'm thinking about it purely from the respect of would results be affected by that. I think I'd rather stay at Wembley and then start, start in the new ground next season when you're starting from square one. Yeah, but I just, I just, I just think it, it, it is frustrating. That's what I was just thinking from a Spurs, from, you know, from a Spurs fan. So, so did the did people buy season tickets in advance for the new, thinking that they'd be at the new stadium? Yeah, and if yeah, so, see, were see, they see, just transferred over to Wembley? Or were they given partial refunds? I, How was I'm, it? I'm not sure what the official process was, but yeah. but. There, there are links on the website, for example, that if you've purchased tickets for games that were due yeah, to yeah. be at the new, oh, okay. that, that were that were due to be, so for example, that I think originally it was, it was Liverpool at home that yeah. was meant to be in the new stadium. Then it was pushed back to Sunday's game, so the first game was meant to be United. But if if fans have bought tickets for those games, you can get them refunded. Um, there's there's links on the website to do that, but. I don't know. I guess that if you've bought a ticket for the yeah. new ground and the match doesn't happen, you've got to buy a ticket for Wembley as well. So you've paid for two tickets. But yeah. I just, I, it's just when we, when we're in there and when we're playing in there every other week, all all of this will be forgotten. I think. Yeah, yeah, Because it because it does look that good. Um, that I think it will be forgotten, but I think it's just, it's not ideal. It's not ideal for the club at all. Everything does feel a little bit up in the air about yeah, it. it. Like you said, I think, I think the main, the main problem is the, the overall cost of, of it. You know, it's obviously gone over budget. Probably most things do, but it doesn't help that you haven't to pay the additional cost to play, you know, at Wembley as well. So, 
It's it's well, I, I think it's gonna be it's, good to see whether it will be Arsenal will be your first guy. It'll be good if it was Arsenal actually, but the thing is, wouldn't you rather play someone that you're more than likely gonna beat? Yeah, but that's that's kind <laughs> of what I mean. I that, that's what you don't lose your first what, game in your stage. That's game, why there's a little bit of me that that if, if we get to sort of mid March and we're still not in there, yeah. I don't know whether the club would make the decision just to I stay at Wembley. I, I mean, yeah, it's not as know. if anyone else is it in must there. Be, they must be thinking if it's not done by this date, then we'll just next season we'll we'll go we'll we'll, we'll play there. Yeah, I'd there. imagine so. Yeah, but that that's um that's my view on it. That's my view on it. I I'd imagine that there's a lot of Spurs fans that feel the same. I'd imagine there's a lot that are a lot more annoyed about it. Um. But you can't. I mean, as, as a fan, as frustrating as it is, there's not an awful lot you can do. Travel. About it. You, you, how how far away is Wembley and White Hart Lane? How how far away? Uh, I'm, I, I, mm, no. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's. I'm not sure it's that far. No. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to guess because there may be people that are listening that know the London transport system a lot yeah. better than I well, do. And, thought, um, maybe. Because at least it's not you're not playing outside of London, you know. Well, we're not we're, we're not playing at MK Dons, which was oh. um, which was one of the things. Mm. Cool. Right. Yeah, so that that's my view on uh, the new ground. Cool. So, um, well, next up. Hold on, I've 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 just googled it, Chris. I've just googled it for the purposes of the listener. Yeah, so it's a it's about thirty, just over thirteen miles. It's not too far then. F- from Wembley to uh to Tottenham, yeah, just over thirteen miles. Apologies for the uh, delay there, but I, I thought I'd Google it <laughs> for my own reference as well. Okay, so uh, yeah, so that's uh, the special topic this week around the new White Hart Lane. So, uh, teaser, Chris. Teaser. Oh, I'm so to- I'm so torn. So I've got. I don't know why I've got Seaman in my head. I've sw- I could have sworn he retired before. He must have retired before then. I'm but thinking, did he? So when they were invincible. I remember, can you remember the save he made in the FA Cup against Sheffield United? And I swear, swear that was 2002. And I think the Invincible season was the year after. But then did late, did Layman come by then? And now I've got Manning in my head, but I don't think he would. Have, I don't think he would have been here. This is this is so tense. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't. It's, I. Oh no! Literally, my heart is is saying one thing, my head is saying the other. Jesus. Um, I'm surprised you're making such a drama of it. I mean, this is if this you is... read if you read some of the other questions in this sports quiz, they're they're pretty basic. Um, Don't show me the sports quiz because it's going to send me down down the wrong path. Um, uh, right, I'm going to go. Oh, no. Oh. So did hang on? Did this play? Did he play the whole? Did he? There's not a, there's not an awful lot riding on this, Chris. If, if, if you do get it wrong. 
did they play every game? So they must have played. Did they play no, every... I don't think they played every, every game. Um, I don't know exactly how many games this person played, right, I, but, um, but you I'm could gonna... say you could safely call them the number one choice in so that I'm season. Gonna, I, I think Seaman was the year before, and I, I, I got a, I got a feeling when I think Invincibles, I think Layman, and I vaguely remember him being on Sky Sports once, and he was a pundit, and I think they put it on there. But then did see so, see because he was World Cup as well. Layman. Sometimes you've got to go with your gut. Who, who are you going for? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Layman. If you say Seaman, no, I'm going to. Well, David Seaman did, did go out on pretty much a high with Arsenal. Oh, you're joking. After but it wasn't that... the invincible season, Chris. You're correct. After, after all that drama, I, <sighs> you haven't you haven't won anything. I'm afraid. Um, yeah, apart apart from pride. Yeah, I knew it was one of them. I swear, because Seaman would have been at the World Cup 2002. I can't imagine Lehman would have played in that either, because he, he had Oliver Kahn as well. So, I, well, I would tell I would tell you the other teaser. Um, question right. from the sports quiz that, that I was going to give you, but I'll save that for another week. <laughs> but yeah, that is um, that's all, all we've got time for. But um, obviously, you can get in touch with us through all our social medias through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and if you got any questions, just uh, you know, um, go through there and we'll, we'll try and answer them. Um, but yeah, that's, what about anything else from you, Rich? No, that's all from me. So, yeah, and that's all from me. So we will see you next week. See you later.